You're listening to Tahlequah United Methodist Church's Sermon Podcast. We hope you enjoy listening to the podcast and connect with us online at TahlequahUMC.org. May you be blessed by the hearing and reading of Scripture and the meditation on the Word. Have a good day. It's always good to be So this is one of those Sundays in the church that tends to be heavy. It's heavy in the holy and the church experience side of things because this is Trinity Sunday. And in the United Methodist Church, this is known as Heritage Sunday, which is a Sunday we kind of remember our Methodist heritage and where we came from when, you know, just on a few days prior to this, John Wesley had his Aldersgate experience. And it's a day that the church marks as one of the big holy days within the church. But then it's also in the secular world, Memorial Day. The day, the weekend, where here in the United States we honor and mourn those who have died performing military duties. And then you throw on the Tulsa Grace Massacre. And it's a heavy Sunday. But I have hope. I have hope in Jesus who helps us with those burdens whether we're mourning the loss of loved ones or, or we're um, trying to navigate what the Trinity is because I know you all spend so much time navigating what that really means to you. Or maybe you're wondering what does it really mean to be a United Methodist. Either way, God's in control. And so I invite you to surrender. I invite you to let go of yourself. I invite you to... to Follow the Holy Spirit and see where that takes you. But before we dive into today's scripture reading and today's sermon, I want, to, I want to begin with a prayer. And so let us pray together. Almighty and loving God, who have revealed yourself as creator, as Jesus, and the Holy Spirit. And you ever live and reign in perfect unity of love all around us. Grant that we may always hold firm and joyfully to this faith and living in praise of your divine majesty, which is always amazing, always loving, always caring, always present. That even in this time and space, in the reading of scriptures and the reflection upon the word, may it help us connect to you, may it help us serve you, and may it help us grow closer to you as we strive to live like Jesus. And all of God's people say, Amen. Our scripture lesson for today comes from the Gospel of John, chapter 3, verses 1 through 17. Listen to these words. There was a Pharisee named Nicodemus, a Jewish leader. He came to Jesus at night and said to him, Rabbi, we know you are a teacher who has come from God, for no one could do these miracles, signs that you have done, unless God is with him. Jesus answered, I assure you, unless someone is born anew, 
it's not possible to see God's kingdom. Nicodemus asked, how is it possible for an adult to be born? It is impossible to enter the mother's womb for a second time and be born, isn't it? Jesus answered, I assure you, unless someone is born of water and the Spirit, it is not possible to enter God's kingdom. Whatever is born of the flesh is flesh, and whatever is born of the Spirit is spirit. Don't be surprised that I said to you, you must be born anew. God's Spirit blows wherever it wishes. You hear it sound, but you don't know where it comes from or where it's going. It's the same with everyone who is born of the Spirit. Nicodemus asked, how are these things possible? And Jesus' response is, you are a teacher of Israel, and you don't know these things. I assure you that we speak about what we know and testify about what we have seen, but you do not receive our testimony. If I told you about earthly things and you didn't believe, how will you believe if I tell you about heavenly things? No one has gone up to heaven except the one who came down from heaven, the Son of Man. Just as Moses lifted up the snake in the wilderness, so must the Son of Man be lifted up. And so that everyone who believes in him will enter eternal life. God so loved the world that he gave his only son so that everyone who believes in him won't perish but have eternal life. God didn't send his son into the world to judge the world, but that the world might be saved through him. Whoever believes in him isn't judged, and whoever doesn't believe in him is already judged because they don't believe in the name of God's only Son. This is the scripture of faith for the people of faith. Thanks be to God. Amen. Today's story, we must recognize a few things. One, the power of Jesus. The power of Jesus was so recognized that what Nicodemus knew who to come to because he had heard about the good works. He had heard about the good works. He had seen the good works in the community. He knew about them, and, and he was curious about them. How could this man, this guy that was called a rabbi, be someone as powerful as him? He had to experience it. And of course, anytime we're around those kind of people, we have questions. So Nicodemus goes to, to, to Jesus. And remember, Nicodemus is, a, is a, a Jewish leader. He had questions, and it's okay to have questions. I think far too often in the church, we, 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 we run away from questions. We seek answers when we really have questions. Because some of those questions will lead us to more questions and deeper faith. And sometimes those answers get us stuck. And maybe we're, we're stuck in that, you've heard me say this over and over again, maybe we're stuck in that third grade felt faith that all we remember is, is that Jesus loves me, this I know, for the Bible tells me so. And we've never really dug into the stories or, or lived into the Bible where we can read into it and understand that this, is a, a, that this whole thing it can be a mess. But God is in control. 
He's leading us and guiding us. And, and if you notice throughout all the scripture, when, when, when we fall, when we, when we miss the mark, it's because we're not paying attention to God. And we've missed the mark. We've lost our way. Time and time again throughout the New and Old Testament, we see it time and time again. And here we are. Nicodemus is wanting to get back in line. He's wanting to realign his life to follow Jesus. Not just to follow Jesus, but to be connected to God. Because remember, the church hasn't been established yet. None of that existed. We, you know, they, they, they were still good Jews. They were still following the way. And, and Nicodemus saw something in Jesus that could lead him to deeper understanding of faith. He was seeking repentance from his lost connection. He was trying to figure out how he can be born again. I see it as a restart. I see Nicodemus trying to restart his life. Obviously, something had happened. Maybe he was missing his connection with God. Maybe he wasn't living out his life like he knew he should have, and, and he needed to reconnect it with God. And here we have this rabbi, this spiritual teacher, sitting there in front of him. And so he asked Jesus, what does it take to be born anew? I want to start over. I think that's really what Nicodemus is getting at here. And that power of Jesus recognizes the power that draws us in. And, and, and I'll warn you that when you receive the power of Jesus, be ready to go places. Be ready to go to the margins. Be ready to be pushed and challenged. Be ready to not be comfortable. Because that's where Jesus takes us. This Christ we're called to follow, this Jesus we say we give our life to, pushes us to non-being comfortable. He pushes us out towards new growth. And I don't know about you, but growth is painful. I'm still I'm in a lot of pain. My, my hip is still killing me because it's growing. It's healing. It takes time. It takes that other P word that I don't like, patience and persistence and practice. All things that we could apply to our faith. And Nicodemus, is, Nicodemus asks the question, how can he be born again? And, and Jesus um, gives him an answer, and, and he says, I assure you, unless someone is born anew, it's not possible to see God's kingdom. And Nicodemus is perplexed because he takes it literally. Sometimes taking things literally gets us into trouble, doesn't it? And Jesus is like, no, 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 no. Nicodemus asks, how is it possible for an adult to be born again? And he goes into the scientificness of it. And Jesus is like, no, 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 hold on. Wait a minute. I assure you, unless someone is born of water and the Spirit, it's not possible to enter God's kingdom. There's a reason why water is so important to us as people of faith. It renews us. It cleanses us. I don't know about you, but a few years ago, um, I was at a church, and um, they gave us these little cards that they told us to put in our bathrooms. And it says, remember your baptism and be thankful. And it's got a little prayer on, the, on one side. And remember your baptism and be thankful. And they encourage us that every time we step into the shower to remember our baptism and be thankful. Talk about a powerful spiritual renewal all because we were born of water and the Spirit, we can be born again. 
And that's the power of Jesus recognized. When we remember your baptism, when we do that every year at the beginning of the year, we do that so that way you can restart, so that way you can renew and you can refocus. Because I don't know about you, sometimes we lose focus. And sometimes I feel like I've lost my way. It's one of the reasons why I love going to camp every year, although I have to admit it's one of the most stressful things I do throughout my whole year because a lot of work goes into one week. Shanna, she's doing two and a half. Please take care of Shanna. She's doing two and a half. All because she believes in the power of Jesus, in the power of transformation. That power that Jesus and the, and Jesus that Nicodemus recognizes and moves forward because belief in Jesus is necessary for us. Belief in Jesus is necessary for us. You can read scripture all you want to. You could know the United Methodist Book of Discipline back and forward. And if you don't have belief in Jesus, what are you doing? Belief is faith plus action. Living itself out, not in. When we say we believe, our beliefs show, whether we recognize it or not. So for us to have belief in Jesus, we must do two things. We, we must have faith in Jesus, that he's leading us and guiding us to where Jesus wants us to be, where God wants us to be, where the Holy Spirit is leading us to be. And then we need to be in action. We don't want to be sitting around waiting for Jesus to come back. We don't need to be sitting around assuming we have all the answers because you don't. What we need to be doing is living out in love. Living like Jesus did on the margins, loving all people, regardless of where they're at in their life or faith. Jesus met them where they're at. And he invited them on a journey. Then the other thing we have to do, we have to repent. We have to repent. Because we've all fallen short. And we're all in need of God's grace. And we all need to reach out and say, I'm sorry, Lord. I've not been faithful. I'm sorry, Jesus. I've not followed you like you've asked me to. I'm sorry, Jesus. I've not done justice. I've not shown mercy. And I've not loved you. Maybe those of you that attended the Justice or Just Us class will remember the three parts of repentance. The first is realization. Realization is, is really crucial towards repentance. It's, it's when we become aware that the things that we do contribute to the problem and that we're more willing to stop doing those things. We have to realize that we're not living the life that God called us to. We have to realize that we're not living the way that Jesus called us to. We have to realize that something is amiss. We have to recognize and realize a time for a change. Nicodemus did. He recognized something needed to change. And then we need to have penance, and that's, that's that willingness to feel the pain of our actions. 
Nicodemus was feeling the pain of his actions. He was missing, he was missing that connection with God, and, and he was longing for that. And so he sought out Jesus to, to, to really have that penance of, of, of saying, I'm sorry, and, and I want to grow, and I want to I be in community with you, God. And Jesus lays out the way. And that last step is take action. And so as, we be, as you begin a journey of penance, you, 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 you need to um, take action. God is calling you out. God is, God is presenting you with opportunities of mission and service to the world. And sometimes all we have to do is open our eyes and let go of ourselves. I love that line in the Gospel of Mark. You want to follow Jesus? Deny yourself. Pick up the cross and follow Jesus. It's about letting go. It's about putting away our predispositions and following Jesus. Easier said than done, isn't it? Because sometimes we like that stuff. Sometimes it makes us feel good, warm inside. Jesus is calling us out further to let it go. Leave it here. When we take action, we can change the world. In order for us to move forward, we have to look back. We have to look at our past and see where we've been. Church, I'm here to tell you that the Christian church has not been perfect. Shocker, isn't it? Not only that, our own denomination has been far from perfect. We've separated over issues of race and, and, and sexuality and color of carpet and all sorts of other things, not theological things. In order for us to move forward, we need to know where we've been. Jesus models that in the scripture reading for today. He draws back on the Moses and reminds them of what Moses did. And he draws them forward. So I love the line in 18 and 17. 16, everybody knows. You probably have it memorized, don't you? Maybe because you remember the guy at the football field holding up the sign, John 3.16, and you got curious, what is this John 3.16 they speak of? It was the first 16 years of my life. I had no clue idea who John 3.16 was. Was it John getting something at 316? If so, I want some of that. But as I became a follower of Jesus, I came to discover the truth in that is the truth of understanding of who we are and who God is calling us to be. That when we look back and we say, hey, here's who I was, and here's what happened when I let God into my life and I let God be in control and it moved me in such a way forward that, wow, and I want to invite you on that journey. That's how Nicodemus heard about Jesus. Someone had an experience in such a way that it drew them in. It drew Nicodemus into Jesus. And that's our call as followers to share with people our story, to share with people where our hurts and, our, and everything is with us. The only way we do that is we look back at our past, and some of it is painful. Some of it's difficult. But hope in the future is what drives us forward. 
Because whoever believes in Jesus isn't judged. Man, all you have to do is believe. So take your faith in action and go out into the world in love. In love, like Jesus did. Out on the margins, people who were different than you. And that's going to push you. It's going to challenge you. But this is one of the reasons why I love the church. You're not alone. Look around you. We're all in this ship together, trying to make the world a better place for God's kingdom to be realized and known. And so it changes us and shapes us and moves us towards that eternal life. But we're not there yet. None of us are. We got a lot of work to do. So let's do it and not be afraid. Because that power of Jesus, when we recognize it, it changes the world for the kingdom of God to be made real and known. And that's our job. So let's do it. Let's pray. God, what can we imagine if we let go of ourselves and let go of all of the things that are, are, are haunting us and letting go of, of our predispositions on things and how we see things done? May your will be done. May your kingdom come. But we, in order for that to happen, we have to surrender. So Lord, help us surrender ourselves and, and, and let go and follow you. Help us, Lord. Lord, I know that there are some of us in here who are struggling and who are hurting and who are lost and who are afraid. Comfort them. Be with them. Lead them. Guide them to where you need them to be. And Lord, for all of us, remind us that you love us. And there ain't nothing we can do about that love because you are with us in every step and every breath that we take. Lord, Holy Spirit, come. And fill our hearts with your peace. And all of us gathered said, Amen. Thank you for listening to Tahlequah United Methodist Church's sermon podcast. We hope you have a good week, and we ask that you connect with us online at TahlequahUMC.org. Thank you, and have a good day.